Thank you so much for joining us this morning on June 8th. It is a make sure the soaps all washed out of your coffee mug kind of Tuesday. <laughs> oh, no. Did that happen to you this morning, Tommy? I was like, this is a this is a dark roast, but I'm getting a little bit of palm olive <laughs> notes in it. And that's what happened. So how's your day going, Kel? Uh, you know what? For a Tuesday, it's it's going OK. Let's get to it. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We, we love D.C. Kelly's a hug-hating, lifelong Washingtonian who loves her Washington Nationals. She's a mom, a wife, always honest, funny, and sometimes a little bitter. Oh, is it my turn, Tommy? <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> Everybody loves Tommy. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's got two dogs and a husband. You'll see them all over his Instagram. And if you just ask him about the time he spent Easter at the White House. Because I was the first person in American history to host the White House Easter egg roll. Thanks, Obama. I'll be in the Smithsonian someday. Don't hold your breath, Tommy. But seriously, we're so glad that you're here because you probably love Washington. Like, we love Washington. Matter of fact, we even had a radio show about how much we love Washington for quite some time. We bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. This is pretty exciting because one of the pandemic businesses that went away is now coming back. The famed 18th Street Lounge is getting a brand new life in D.C., comma, though, not on 18th Street. <laughs> Are they still going to call it, though, the 18th Street Lounge? It appears so. So it's going to be popping up in the Blagden Alley area, which is an alley called Blagden Alley, right off of 9th Street by the Convention Center in downtown D.C., up from the Apple Store, over from, like, Thomas Circle, if you're trying to triangulate where it's at. Um, and Blagden Alley is known as, it really was this, like, off-the-beaten path, like, hipstery kind of spot and then some like really expensive condos went in there and some fancy coffee shops and now it's also one of the places i like to call it the influencer trap because there's a whole bunch of murals around there people get their (laughs) photos taken um it's where the dabney is and it's where a lot of really cool spots are and so it's going into this kind of alley hence blagged an alley and it won't be quite as big as the 18th street lounge because kelly that was more like your your days of of being 20 and going out right I mean, I'd spent some time in my 20s and my 30s, and I believe into my 40s there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's multi-generational. But I do remember when it closed, they had some sort of like auction to get the items in there. And a lot of people mm-hmm. were feeling very nostalgic. I don't know if I would want any of those items um, that had been in that bar. I, I think they would be covered in, in some interesting DNA. Yes, um, I'm, I'm positive of that. <laughs> but that's all the rage, right? To kind of go back to being nostalgic. Uh, so it's it's great news to hear it open again. Yeah, totally. So it won't be on the du- in the DuPont area where 18th Street is. It'll be at 1239th Street. Now I'm um, near that neighborhood. And so I'm on the next door because I don't know what happened. My next door thinks that I live somewhere between Union Station and Nebraska. So I get all of (laughs) not Avenue, the state. I get so many (laughs) next doors. Um, But so there's people on next door in the community who are like, we can't put a nightclub in this neighborhood. Ah!" But it's a neighborhood in the middle of a city that's by a convention center that is known for originally not being a place that has residences. So 
<laughs> just saying is all. And then other folks on the next door are like, think of the dogs at Dogtopia that are there because they're thinking that it's going to be like a big thump in nightclub and the dogs who are being boarded at Dogtopia in a city by a major intersection are going to be hearing the Britney Spears remixes and, and being a little upset about it. Typical not in my backyard syndrome. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but it is cool because also it's like more bars are opening up and like things and places to go. And I do love, I don't know if you want to call it a reboot, you want to call it a comeback or whatever you want to call it, but it's cool that one of the businesses that went away in the pandemic is now finding new life. That's very cool. I listened to a whole podcast about how nostalgic things are going to be all the rage over the next year because people mm -hmm. just want to go back to like simpler times. Totally. So 18th Street Lounge checks that box for sure. Yep. See also 4 million people packed into the bullpen for White Ford Bronco over the last three weeks. 90s man, nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. It's it's where it's at. Yep. Although I, I will not accept all of the like hipster websites and clothing places that are like, let's kick it old school with the 90s. Bleh. Shut up. Because <laughs> the, the 90s aren't old yet. Don't talk to me like I'm old. Oh. Hipster brands. Uh, Tommy, it happens to the best of us, okay? Yeah, listen. <laughs> don't, don't fight it. I realize that millennials are like having their second child and losing their hair. I know we're doing this. It's <laughs> happening. But just we don't need to rub it in our face, cool in, internet, Instagram. Okay. Clothing okay. brands. Just you sound like me about 10 years ago when I was talking about the 80s. <laughs> I know. And I laughed at you. And here we are. And one day you were like, in my crystal ball, someday this will mm -hmm. be your future. And I didn't believe you. But here we are. <laughs> um, all right. Talking about nostalgia, the CNO Canal boat, which was a, you know, sort of a fun touristy thing to do in Georgetown and very historic, um, has been decommissioned since 2011. I didn't realize that it's been that long. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's coming back. Um, and this is really cool. So they've been able, they unfortunately were not able to restore the original boat that it was in, but they commissioned a new one that has all the sort of modern amenities like I don't know, air conditioning. Nice. <laughs> yes. If you've ever been on the canal um, in the middle of summer in Georgetown, it can get a little muggy. Uh, yeah. So this is really cool. The boat's almost finished. It, it was a company that's based out uh, right outside of Baltimore, a shipyard company right outside of um, Baltimore, and they did it very historically accurate, and it's set to be delivered to Georgetown sometime this summer. And what's really cool, it's coming in two separate pieces because I can just imagine like all the, the press conference around it and then they're going to put it together and place it on the canal. That's awesome. And the 50 years of the CNO Canal being a historic spot is happening this year too. So that's really neat. And the CNO Canal goes like from Frederick all the way down into DC. But that's really neat that it that it's getting this new life. Yes, it, totally. What I could not find out is if the... um donkeys or mules not sure which one that used to remember they used to pull the the boat up the canal no you don't Georgia? That's, how, that's how it happened yeah that they would they would is obviously, that what that path is for yes yes it's to pull the boat um and i because i remember taking my kids on that several times when they were really little and they used to think it was like the most amazing thing that these ant you get the animals you get the boat you get the water you kind of like get all the things that you know under the age of five love I thought it was just like a lock system that it just gravity took. It. I didn't realize there was animal power to it. Yep. Yep. So huh. I, that is the one piece I could not find. So I will get back to you on that. But the good news is that that's just been such a disaster zone in Georgetown yes. for so long with the construction and all the things that that um, is coming back and we can all kind of enjoy. Speaking of nostalgia, back to some of the things that we used to love.
Well, that's like kicking at 1890. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, well, no, I, I mean, I took my kids on it. Yeah. So that was sort of a fun thing to do in Georgetown, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Because that's probably been around, though, set for decades and decades and decades. Sure. And like before it was Generally. like a tourist thing. It like travel. It actually was like a transportation mode, right? I mean, yes, it can, that's the main purpose of a canal. <laughs> Don't make me sing the Erie Canal song. I know it by heart. Okay. Have a mule. Her name is Sal. Okay. 15 miles on the Erie Canal. I guess that makes sense because the Erie Canal song mentions mules. So therefore. There we go. They have, they have a purpose. And you thought you wouldn't learn anything on this show. <laughs> Take that, NPR. Ha. Um, I want to get to the giant blob that was spotted on radar that had a lot of people um, – a little perplexed yesterday and um, what the origins of it. I'm not saying it's UFOs, but also that report's coming out soon from Congress. So I'm not saying it's not UFOs. We'll get an expert to, uh, to say whether or not that giant blob on the radar was UFOs or not. But in other flying news, Wonder Woman is flying south, right? Linda Carter's <laughs> leaving town. Uh, yeah. So I didn't realize, um, I guess with all the things with the pandemic, she lost her husband back in February. Oh no. So she, um, you know, is, is, is got this giant house in Potomac, Maryland, unclear if she's going to sell that, but she bought this ginormous condo for $15 million, um, right outside of South beach in Miami. It is a 3,800 square foot property. I don't know, like four bedrooms, five bathrooms, one and a half bath. $15 million. I believe it's run by the Four Seasons company. It's like one of those like really bougie, like you're in a condo, but like you basically don't even have to like park your car and they take care of like everything. Yeah. So I didn't realize that she, A, had that much money. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> wow. Um, B, that um, when I was doing some more research on Linda Carter, of course, Potomac, Wonder Woman, all the things, she was only Wonder Woman for three seasons mm -hmm. like you would have thought because that's like basically all we know of her like right we see her at the Kennedy Center Honors we see her at Caps games yep. she's known as Wonder Woman you would have think that she you know it was like a friend series like 20 seasons but it was <laughs> oh. not <laughs> no. I actually think the spinoff of Joey lasted longer than Wonder Woman did the first time around <laughs> who knew so she uh we'll see if she's going to be retiring down there and 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 leaving the DC area Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on a second. First of all, a $15 million condo needs more than one and a half bathrooms. Just my personal opinion. No, it has it just it has one half bathroom and five full bathrooms. Oh, OK. Got it. OK. Yeah. You said $15 million, one and a half bathrooms. No, no, and I was no. like, put another quote in there. Somebody, please. Four bedrooms, five bathrooms and one half bathroom. Ah, well, why would you have a half bathroom? Just put a shower in there. What's wrong with these? It's um, yeah, I'm blown away that she is worth that much money. Yeah, like she must have invested. Like, wow, good way to go, Wonder yeah. Woman. Way yeah, to go, Linda Carter. And I just, I'm kind of sad because you know she's getting older, and she's like, she's one of our DC celebrities, right? Like when people see her in the grocery store doing something, like she's, she's pretty big. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, she has never joined us on the show and avoided us like the plague. Um, but <laughs> other than that, multiple requests have been made to her, but through. <laughs> Several different yes. <laughs> avenues. And what's amazing, she's never said no. She's just never responded. <laughs> yeah, totally. She she has done like the hot girl Heisman thing really yeah. appropriately well with us over the years. And I gotta respect it, as a matter of fact. I've 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 actually confronted her on the red carpet at the Kennedy Center because I know that like clockwork, she and Cal Ripken will be the first ones to show up 
to the red carpet. They're like the pace car. And I knew it and I waited for it. And again, she never said no, but it was <laughs> she didn't definitely say yes. not a yes. No. So, yeah. Well, now it'll be even harder. Maybe we can track her down in Miami. You know what, Florida? <laughs> you need a superhero to fix some of that stuff down there. So <laughs> there you go. She's all yours. Um, in other Florida news, did you see the woman... Um, and I don't even know how to make this DC besides Linda Carter is going to live there. Did you see the 53 year old naked woman who went crazy in the outback? Uh, I did not see it, but I heard about it. I don't know <laughs> what this has to do with Linda Carter, but <laughs> because crazy stuff like that and meth gators happen in Florida. So with Linda Carter being a superhero, perhaps she's going down there just to clean up Florida <laughs> is all I'm saying. I mean, Miami's not too bad. No, but man, that woman, she was <laughs> naked and throwing blooming onions around. I, if, I, we weren't prepared to talk about that today, but you know what? Google it because wow, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know what has to happen for you to get to a point to be naked in an outback, but <laughs> I think only in a, Florida. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a domino effect. I think several things. I don't think it's just one thing. Yeah, I would, I would, I would concur with that. Um, so you might have seen too yesterday. There was um an image going around from Storm Team Four's Lauren Ricketts, one of our meteorologists on NBC Four, where she pulled something really interesting out of the radar. This huge blob. It was not a storm. It was not hail. It was not like ground debris or any of the things that apparently radars can pick up. It was. It was verified that it was cicadas. <laughs> yes. And Lauren joins us to break down all of it. Welcome to the show, Ricketts. What kind of feels like the start of an alien horror movie, Lauren Ricketts was tracking the radar yesterday. Uh, Storm Team 4 is Lauren Ricketts joins us. You put this photo up on social media of this blob on the radar from Warrington to Frederick to Baltimore to Waldorf. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Independence Day 3 that we're experiencing? What's happening here? I can't promise anything after 2020, but uh, yeah. You know what? And it's so funny, Tommy, because I saw that over the weekend. And usually, so what was happening? We have a we have the radar site at National Weather Service, which is in Loudoun County, uh, just out of Sterling. And I kept saying, there's a lot of ground clutter. And I even said it on air. And then... Uh, Monday, I was like, you know what? That's, I looked at this thing called the hydrometer, hydrometeor classification system. And it's just an algorithm they kind of perfected to see whether it be hail, whether it's rain, whether it's snow. Uh, so people can kind of decipher what's on the radar. And they, they perfected it again, like late nineties, early two thousands. And one of the categories in there, there's 10 categories is biological. So then you're like, oh, my goodness. So the National Weather Service had tweeted something out that this is likely cicadas. And so sure enough, I tweeted that out, that it's cicadas. And then that thing just blew up across the area. So it, it's crazy. But that's not uncommon because we've seen birds. We've seen bats. We've seen butterflies picked up by radar before. So it's not uncommon. As so like a like, group of like that many yeah. butterflies yep. have been picked yep. up. But, but not this big from Frederick to no. Waldorf, right? No. No. And there is there is some speculation. Uh, our friends at Capital Weather. Their gang did incredible research last night. Uh, you know, and, and cicadas fly really low. I mean, they're big, clumsy. We've been out there. They're all over you. Uh, and so once you get a far away from the radar site, the beam actually goes up from Sterling and goes up and out. Uh, so one of the big questions was, well, how far can cicadas fly up? 
I'm, I'm not an entomologist, so I, I, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, it could be a combination of things. Apparently, uh, mayflies uh, are, yeah, mayflies and termites. There's flying termites out there. Oh, they, hot, they fly at higher elevations. Yeah, that, right? I was like, I haven't even seen any of those. So it could be some of them, the high humidity that we've had uh, also lending to that. could be a little bit of pollen as well, especially when you get the outskirts. But a lot of it, especially closer in, is a cicadas. So, so nothing in that swarm you're talking about is not gross, though. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It's not like, you know, uh, butter, you know, butterflies are fine or like flowers, like <laughs> drifting through the air in the breeze. No, it's just bugs flying at you and big enough to, for the radar beam to pick them up. So dumb question with the radar. Can you like, is it, are you like going down layers? You're like, okay, not rain, not snow, not sleet. Oh, it must be insects or biological. Yeah, and so so that algorithm will automatically push that out. And so they 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 factor in a few things. They factor in the melting layer, uh, and they factor in the distance. So a lot of people weren't getting, even though there there's swarms of cicadas out in the Shenandoah Valley, uh, the the radar beam's not picking it up. One, you got the mountain range right there, and two, it's way too far away. So that beam is actually going up in elevation as it goes farther out away from the radar site. So uh, so again, it was all concentrated closer to sterling where that big blob was and then it kind of moves out but the interesting thing was we don't have this brood uh down through Falkir county a lot of prince william county not seeing it so it's brood x it's mainly you know loudon county and then west and north uh west east and north but uh you know there was a sharp cutoff line so that's yeah. what also made the national weather service also think hey this is cicadas because you can see that sharp cutoff line so it's pretty interesting it's crazy Laura Ricketts, I've known you for like more than a decade. I consider you to be a dear friend. I always like, I like forget that you're a gosh darn scientist. <laughs> and then we get into conversations like this and I'm like, oh right, Laura Ricketts is brilliant. I forgot that. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. No, I wouldn't say I was brilliant, but yeah, no, I will. I, I got to give credit where credit's due because the National Weather Service, you know, contacted an entomologist and, and they kind of got on board with it. And then, you know, the National Service uh, Weather Service on board with it. It was on the Today Show this morning. They were running with it. And I know the producer there so we were talking about it so very more intelligent people than I am kind of uh, also came to the rescue and were like yeah that's right so I was like <laughs> <laughs> well and, and your post has gotten like I'm looking at it right now like at time we're talking like 2300 retweets and all these yeah. comments well what what was the craziest thing that you like saw or heard from people yesterday as this thing was going viral and breaking the internet well, I had a lot of people, you know, I did. I had a lot of people being like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy," you know, that, that I hate living here, or this is what we're dealing with. Uh, I saw a lot of that. I did see a couple um, people that were like, "That's not true," and then you know that obviously made me second guess myself. But only a few, a handful of people were that, and so. Uh, but it was crazy that you know you tweet something out. Because I, I did that yesterday right before I left work. And I was like, oh, this is a fun fact. And so I uh, I tweeted it out. And I was, you know, running out of work. And I was like, let me tweet this out. And then all of a sudden my phone's like blown up, blown up, blown up, notification, notification. I'm like, out of all the things that I tweet, like this is the one that goes viral. So uh, that, that was pretty interesting. But, yeah, a lot of people just thought the world was going to end yesterday. <laughs> it is crazy. Like when your phone starts going nuts, when something like that happens, you're like – what did I do? Am I in yeah. trouble? I'm like, oh, no, uh -oh. I'm not in trouble. Okay, good. We're good. <laughs> like, people are yelling at me right now. Oh, my gosh. Our people hate me. People are, oh, okay, good. It's all positive for the most part. <laughs> Storm Team 4 is Lauren Ricketts. I know you've got a busy morning. Thanks for all you do, and thanks for taking some time with uh, your cicada radar. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Let's hope that's the last one of this uh, of this year. I mean, they're, they're going to – and another thing I do want to mention, everybody's asking me when they're going to be done with. 
Give mm. it to the end of June. We got about, we're in the peak right now. Give it about a week or two, and then you'll really start to see a decline. So they're already mating. That's where you're hearing all the noise. Uh, and then and then they'll start to, to start to die off. And then we'll wait another 17 years and get them on back. <laughs> Lauren, thank you very much. You're amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that cow, they're already mating. There you go. I, I love it. My neighborhood is in full gear, and I find it so soothing listening to the cicadas. They start kind of early in the morning and go all day, and it's like summer sounds. I will tell you, yesterday I was in Bethesda at my girlfriend's condo. She's on the 11th floor, and I was surprised the cicadas were flying that high up. Wow, really? Yeah, I didn't think that they had it in them, those, those little creatures, because you see them all on the ground. They were, so I can tell why, why you would be in the radar, because they, they were high up. Wow, I w- I'm surprised that there's cicadas in Bethesda, because nothing that was there <laughs> 17 years ago is there now. I, it, I, it was Chevy Chase, kind of overlooking ah, that it. green area. Yes. Got it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. so. 11th floor. Huh. Yep. They, she had a bunch of them on her, on her balcony there, and we could see them flying. It, it was crazy. I didn't, those wow. little wings can go far. Wow. How different their lives are, the ones that are on the ground versus the ones that are on the seventh. <laughs> right. Totally. Living their best life. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about a little baseball. You know, I'm so excited. This weekend is a big deal at Nats Park. One, uh, they're coming back 100% capacity. We're sort of in the dog days of summer with baseball. We're also um, getting to see the pitcher that got struck with the ball. We talked about him a little bit yesterday, Austin Both. Oh, yeah. How's um, he doing? So we can say for sure this weekend, we're not going to see him on the mound because he released an Instagram photo of him at the hospital. He's in a hospital in Philadelphia, which is where the incident happened. Still there. Uh, um, Well, it's it's unclear if he's checked out or not, but like he's in a hospital bed. He clearly spent the night. Oh, gosh. He broke his nose. His one side of his face is completely swollen. Like he get his eye is like swollen shut. So I think we're, <laughs> he's going to definitely show up on the injured list at some point. So we're not going to see him this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so wishing him well and, and glad that he posted that up on, on his Instagram to let us know that he gave a thumbs up and his banged up face. Did he say like any kind of like prognosis or anything or any kind of like, they no, no, he just athletes said, usually don't do that. They don't say like, oh, it's this kind he, of ouchie. Well, he said that he, they reset his nose and he gave thanks to the staff at the hospital. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Right. It just make your eyes water to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what if he comes back with like a new face? And it's like, what? I had a nose job. <laughs> but also a facelift and some Botox while he's in there. <laughs> I don't know. He's so young. Anyway, um, so we won't see him, but Ooh. we are going to see lots of fans at the ballpark. And yeah. our buddy, our our guy, Jonathan Stahl, who basically handles all the operations at the park. He handles the food and the drink and the whole fan experience. Um, he has been joining us for the last several months giving us updates of what to expect and finally we get to have jonathan on to talk about what we can expect with 100 percent capacity uh this weekend at the ballpark as we've talked to jonathan stall over the last year and a half it's been like everything's closed everything's terrible and then it's been like hey we're cooking food here and then it's like hey you can vote here and then it's like hey you can get a vaccine here and then it's been like hey 11 people are allowed to come in the stadium but today we've got great news with jonathan stall from the washington nationals i'm gonna let you tell everyone what's going on well first of all hey guys uh but most importantly we're back to 100 percent yay June 10th, you know, you and your closest 41,000 fans can come into the ballpark and enjoy a baseball game for the first time together since the 2019 World Series. 
I am super excited for this, but I got to be honest with you, like just between friends here, I've gone to a couple games. I, I've been blessed, season ticket holder. Don't say it, Kel. You're going to get haters. <laughs> it's kind of been You're nice. You're going to get lit up on Twitter. Don't say it, Kel. <laughs> it's been kind of nice to enjoy the stadium and not have people climbing over you. <laughs> but but I will say that feeling of having everyone together, especially on a like hot summer night, will feel great, too. And just the atmosphere in the ballpark is yeah. so much more exciting when, when guests are in here. But, but Kelly, I have to give you a, 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 a little flack because I don't show up at your office without you coming, <laughs> without saying hi to you. And so you, you come to the ballpark and you haven't let me know yet? I, I, <laughs> I thought we were more than that. Well, Jonathan, you don't know me very well. I have been, yes, I've gone to several games. I've posted all on my social media. I've been so excited to, to go back to the park. Um, but, but, Here's the thing, like you guys are, um, it's so startling because it is going to 100%. Of course, it's with the Giants series happening this weekend. Um, but like, what does that mean for the fans? Like, how do you get tickets? There's going to be giveaways. Like, are we sort of going into full on as back to 2019 as possible? We're, we're pretty much as back to 2019 as you could have seen before. So um, starting with tickets, right? Tickets are available on nationals.com backslash um, tickets. You got a, a variety of different, you know, options available. There's no more seating pods. So you've got seats across the entire building available starting at just, you know, below just above ten dollars you're at 13 bucks for a starting price on the ticket right now um and that's that's great it means that there's tickets accessible to just about everybody um another big thing that's going back is our normal bag policy is back in action yes. i know you as someone who comes often is going to be appreciate appreciative of that so 16 by 16 by 8 soft-sided bag Welcome any entrance that you're coming into. Um, if you've got a bigger bag and you need something else to work with, we still have the bin box lockers available. But so many of those things are starting to go back to the way they were before because it was about trying to keep the distance between staff and guests before. Well, based upon vaccination levels and where we're at, we're back. We're, we're able to have this wonderful thing called 100% capacity. And um, honestly, I don't think any of us expected it, it as, as soon as we have, but we're so lucky that we have it. And it's just been it's been great to to ramp up working with the city to get to that capacity. So when you're back, you know your favorite concessions will be back to being open, or almost everything that's in the ballpark will be open. There's still a couple things that we're working through, um, but we're we're getting ready for you. Does the contactless thing still happening? Because I know I loved it that you could order on the app and then your food would be there waiting. Is that something that's going to continue to happen, or a little bit of a hybrid? Yeah, so contactless payments are, are, are here to stay. So mobile ordering. So as you said, the best thing you can do is order from your seat, get that text that your food's ready, and then go pick it up as opposed to wandering around the concourse, trying to find a place uh, where you might want to be. You can do that from your seat. That's not going away. And all of the contactless payments are still there. We're still cash-free except for 50-50 raffle. Um, but if you come with cash, you can exchange your cash for bucks at a variety of locations around the building. Uh, but we're, we're in that hybrid in concessions where we have the traditional method if you want to wait in line and grab a uh, something to eat the way you used to. But we're really trying to encourage our, our guests to use mobile ordering. It's a lot faster. Uh, you know, we can process a lot uh, more guests through that and get you back to your seat where you want to be to watch the game. I know you put a lot of time and a lot of thought and months and protocols and meetings into making everyone safe and doing all the things that led us to this point. But can we talk for a minute about the touch-free catch-up? Because holy crap, that's incredible. 
<laughs> and so, is, is that the thing most people are talking about? Like, you know, like that, that's, I've seen so many people posting about it on social and I've seen so many people like commenting about the condiments that are touchless, but I'm sure you've spent a lot of time thinking about a lot of other things. Well, we, we spent a lot of time on that and Tommy, for better, or for worse, they're the same dispensers, but they're going to be, to, uh, you're going to actually press a button now to dispense. Thank One you. Thing- Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Cause I could not stand them. <laughs> so, you know, they, they served their purpose while we needed to be touch free, but you had a little bit less control as to how much ketchup or mustard <laughs> you might be dispensing. So now moving forward, you press the button, it dispenses. When you stop pressing the button, it stops dispensing. So I think, uh, you know, you don't, you don't need any degree to use it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, and, and overall, it's just, again, uh, I think that's what our guests want. The technology was really cool and, and, and it works off, you know, whenever I try to go at it, it worked perfectly. Kelly, we'll talk about what your issues might have been. But, yeah, it, it wasn't uh, terribly difficult. Error, but, you know, um, but needless <laughs> to say, um, we, we just don't need it, right? So let's give our guests the experience they're used to, the experience they want, and keep things as simple as possible. And so if we can take, you know, one of those additional elements out of um, the barrier that was between the experience guests have, are used to having and want and what we were being able to provide, that's what we're going to do. That's awesome. Okay, so a couple questions that to really drill down. Um, happy hour. What is it? Is it happening? I've missed it. Is it coming back? I gotta. I gotta sort of plan out my days. In fairness, she's drank just as much, only full price. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, I, I just uh, I just checked the system and noticed that. So <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So happy hours back. So it's going to be a little bit different though. So you're, you're going to use the app. Uh, to, to get happy hour, but that's doing a lot of great things for you. So that means that you don't actually have to only be at the Budweiser Terrace anymore. So when you log into the app and you see that we have um, any w- location that sells the Budweiser, um, or sorry, Bud Light, Budweiser, or Michelob Ultra, it's available. And so it's changed a little bit. You, we're, we're going back to the 25 ounce beers. We, we never used those for happy hour before. It used to just be a 16 ounce beer. So it's $4 off. And when you go into place that order, you just use the promo code BUDHAPPY and it automatically deducts it and then you can pick it up. So again, start gates open to a half hour before first pitch, just like it's been. But now you can congregate with your friends at the Budweiser Terrace, or if you want to go somewhere else, you can take advantage of that and order it throughout the entire building. Oh, that is great news. Um, also with the app, are you still doing ticketless entry? Do you have to have the app to scan in or are you, is that a hybrid model now too? Got to have the app to scan in. So, okay. you know, everything, everything's moving, you know, in the world that we live in today, everything's moving to the app. So the ballpark app is your one-stop shop for everything you need in the ballpark. Uh, and uh, it just makes it easy because it's all linked to your account. Everything's right there. You can transfer your tickets to your friends um, or, you know, keep them all to yourself if you want, <laughs> but, um, but then also use it for F&B. I want to just give some props too. Now, full disclosure, you know, my husband's family owns Jimmy's Famous Seafood, the crab joint. But the crab cake sliders in the park from Jimmy's in Baltimore, the execution of them are spectacular. Because sometimes when you go and you get like a restaurant in a place, they're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like it tastes like it. But the execution nailed it. It's delicious crab cake slider. I'm not going to say that, by the way. I'm just, that's a true statement. 
Uh, well, thanks, Tommy. But, uh, you know, for us, they've been a great partner to work with, to be completely honest. And I think for us, it's really just always about whenever we partner with somebody, we try to recreate that product as close to it as we possibly can, mm -hmm. if not the exact same thing. Because you don't want – you know what that product experience is when you go to Baltimore to get it. You want that exact same product when you're here. And so we need to work as hard as we can to make sure that we're delivering it. So we spend a lot of time with them, making sure that we're following the recipe exactly the same. I still can't give it to you. I know that you still don't know what it is. No, I so, don't. <laughs> and I can't give it to you. But it is the exact same thing. And now, Jonathan, of course, you kind of focus on the food and beverage and, and, and fan experience there. I might ask you something you don't know the answer to, so I'm sorry to put you on 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 uh, this, but is can you go up to see the World Series trophy still when at full capacity? Is that going to be able to be a thing? Is that at limited capacity? Like, how does all that work? So, if you're a Champions Club member, uh, you obviously can see it anytime you want. Uh, season plan holders can get passes to the Champions Club, and, and that will continue. Uh, if you're uh, a, a single game buyer right now, there isn't an opportunity for you to go up to the Champions Club. Uh, it's something that we're definitely looking at, but as we go to full capacity, we just don't physically. The fire marshal won't let us have more yes. people in there. So um, you can talk to him if you have a complaint. Uh, but, <laughs> She probably will. Yeah. Now that happy hour is solved, she's going to the fire market. <laughs> but, you know, there's another thing that we talked about a long time ago that's finally coming. Oh, Kelly, man. If you remember, what, 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 did, what did we discuss so long ago that you were so excited for that happened just nearby where you used to go for happy hour? Uh, Rosé all day at the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Red, White, and Rosé will be opening up between the uh, Budweiser Terrace and the Nick Ultra Loft. So uh, a variety of different Rosé options going to be coming up there. Uh, hopefully it will be open on Thursday, but if not, it's coming very soon. Okay, now are we talking like a glass or can you order a bottle? I'm just asking. <laughs> For a friend. Um, asking well, we're friend. starting off with glasses, but we are going to be introducing carafes most likely. Oh. Yes. So you could pre-order a carafe. Now it's going to need to be you and a guest. So you're going to have to go with somebody. We're not <laughs> selling an entire bottle for you to consume uh, during the game, but we will have crafts. That's really smart because Jiffy Lube Live used to sell a giant guitar full of beer at the country concerts. And let me tell you, that is more beer than you think is in those beers. <laughs> I'm just saying from personal experience. I love the carafe. I've been to, you know, the, the Cubs offer uh, the rosé carafe. And that's just a great way to enjoy with a friend and responsibly, of course, Jonathan. Uh, before we go, Jonathan, to make this interview even more ridiculous, um, and it's probably not your lane, but just going to put you on the spot again. Uh, what have the Nats done to reinforce the net behind home plate <laughs> after the Philadelphia situation? Is our net secure and tied down? Our net is very secure. Great. Uh, so I don't think you have anything to worry about there, Tom. Perfect. Thank you. Because it, it made for some great Twitter videos, and I don't want that to happen to us here in D.C. <laughs> no, we're going to try to avoid that. Jonathan Stahl, congrats on 100% capacity back at Nats Park, and thanks for being a friend of ours. And uh, just being a guest throughout this whole journey, because, my goodness, Nats Park has been a lot of things over the last 16 months. It has. So thanks so much for having me as always. As they say, Kelly Collis, nature is healing. <laughs> what, going to Nats Park? Yeah, totally. Back 100% <laughs> capacity. You can push your own button for your ketchup. Nature is healing. <laughs> oh, Jonathan was a good sport to put up with all of our ridiculous questions. I don't think any other media outlet <laughs> asked him about those stupid questions. But yes. <laughs>
That's the kind of reporting you get here that you don't get anywhere else. And if you want to support our work, you can go ahead and leave a comment, leave a review, and please subscribe to the podcast any place you get your podcast. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to listen to more of this every single day. Uh, that would be just a added value to your media diet. Spend a couple <laughs> hours going back through the archives. I mean, it's, it's, it's a happy place, right? We, yeah. we, we keep it positive. I believe so, we were once called happy idiots. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll see you next time.